Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Width Podcast. Sam McEwen here with you as always and across from me, Dean Nielsen. How are you today, Dean? I'm very good, Sam, and it's good to be across you from you for the first time in quite a while with... Uh, a great little new setup we have here, so hopefully the listeners will be able to tell the difference. Yeah, well, we're hoping, we're hoping, this, fingers crossed that this will be uh, a lot better audio, but certainly it's uh, a lot better to be back in the same room again, and, and I don't think Zoom, um, I don't know, it didn't work terribly well for the podcast. It, it didn't, I was definitely excited about it, and I think um, it's probably a topic for another podcast, but like all those paradigms that were broken and and you know, things we got excited about. You know, I remember at one time seeing someone, you know, doing podcasts as videos and I said to you, oh, we should do them all as videos. And I kind of was into, into that for about a month and then <laughs> and then then realized that a podcast is a little bit more um uh, you know, easier to 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 use, you know, in terms of if you're going for a walk and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so it's uh, it's well, it's been a year now um, for most people as well. We're lucky to be in Australia and coming out of this thing a little bit faster mm. than others. But um, so good, yeah. So back in, hopefully, there we'll we'll see how the audio turns out. There's a little bit of uh, room reflections that are going on in here, but we'll see. Uh, certainly some. Uh, nicer microphones and and uh, maybe uh, maybe being back in front of each other will will help. Moving up on moving up in the world. Yes. So um, apart from that, what have you been up to? What's what's news? We've been. Uh, I've been. Well, I had a, um, a baby daughter, a new little girl born at the end of last year, Ada, and so that's been keeping me really busy. But but work's been slamming for the last yes. since the start of the year, which um, seems to be. Um, uh, be the you know similar to a lot of people I speak to, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if I really expected that to kind of happen or no. There was there was a lot of unknown, but it yeah. does it does seem to be the trend and and good. You know, I think well, it wasn't that long ago actually that we were speaking on this very podcast yeah. about you know recessions and depressions yeah. and what to expect and what to do and. And, uh, you know, I think probably two things there. One, we, we haven't yet really seen a, a recession. Uh, I think there was a, there was a quarter. A quarter, yep. Uh, hopefully that stays true. I know in this country we've got some, uh, a couple of key events coming up, but I think the, the, the governments, uh, um, you know, are doing, are doing a pretty good job at making sure that we're not going to fall into some sort of mega depression yeah, just yet. I still feel like, you know, it feels a little bit too good to be true. Um, but, um, you know, Maybe who knows, but the consumer sentiment is the big one in all of these, and that's what we discussed back then. And I think yeah. I think that seems to be high. Marketing yeah. is is happening. I think the message that was not just us; everyone was was sort of uh, you know spreading the message of hey, don't cut your marketing for too long, and, and these kind of things. Yeah. And and it really does feel like like most uh, most businesses out there have really heeded that message yeah. if they're in a position to do it. I um I absolutely agree. I, I think in you know. I think there's some. I think it depends. We probably said this in the last podcast as well. It kind of depends on what, um, you know, what type of work you do. You know, I, I had um, um, friends and collaborators that you know all they did was kind of food and beverage or in like events and things like that. And yeah. you know, had to change. They had to pivot. You know, yeah, completely. Right. And they were very clever and have kind of bought a kind of created a restaurant out of that. And so there's been some cool stories like that. But. Um, and but I and you know agencies that were just focused on you know those type of things were probably you know a bit of a worse state than than some but um you know 
the market we're pretty diversified. It's kind of you know a bit about one of our strengths. So you know for us it was it was okay. So and what we can do is, um, um, you know, we were able to do it on Zoom pretty well. Yeah, you know, we didn't have to be in a room. It probably broke a few paradigms yeah. on us thinking, you know, the way you have to do things. But then um, also missing a lot, um, you know, coming missing that human thing, you know, which I've enjoyed coming back. Which is big for the kind of work you do too, right? Like, there's so much of it is about getting around a table and bringing, uh, you know, teams together to, yeah. to sort of think about what their brand is and what you know what their values are. We've discussed that and yeah. and those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. So that must have must have been difficult. Although I, I do remember you saying you, you you found that you were able to do that more effectively than you thought you might be able oh, to. Absolutely, answer. and 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 that meant that you know. Moving forward, you know, I'll have one recently like a, a project in Mildura, which is, in, for those of you not in Australia and Victoria, it's about a three-hour, three-hour, two-hour plane ride, two-hour plane ride, I think, probably not even that, right on the northern, you know, um, border of Victoria. And um, we we weren't able to, we, we, we were going up there to, to, to do that. We had a little bit of a mini lockdown, which happened in Victoria. And um, so we did a little bit of it on Zoom and then we managed to get up there and Previously, it would have been like, oh, okay, we'll have to stop, you know. Yeah. And so, but, and so that's been good. And we could actually continue to do most of what we do remotely. Um, you know, coming back into the office, I know um, some people were kind of keen to stay at home and others were kind of, you know, really wanted to come back in. I kind of felt as everyone's come back in, everyone's pretty happy to, yeah. to, to be there now. Although knowing we could be flexible and, and stuff like that is, is um, it makes you feel a bit better that, you know, if you need to, you know, spend the day at home doing something because there's no distractions and means you can kind of get up early, go for a walk and do that so often. Everyone feels a little bit better with the, the autonomy from that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's really good. So, um, yeah, so today we've, we've got a topic. You're going to bring a topic to yeah. the table, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, a really interesting one, which is, um, um, let's, so too many arms. Um, <laughs> what I want to talk about is word of mouth. Okay. And it's one of those things that is everyone kind of depends on a little bit, not everyone, but a lot of my clients and my business and your business too, Sam, like if you're in, in a service industry or B2B particularly, but not even that, consumer brands as well. Word of mouth is, you know, is is that multiplier. Everyone talks about word of mouth or we get our referrals from word of mouth. Yeah. And, but, you know, everyone just expects it to happen, yeah? yeah? It's just you do a good job and word of mouth happens. And and so, you know, yet, um, you know, think about how important it is and we talk about being strategic about everything we do. Not many people are that strategic about word of mouth, are they? Like it's not a strategy that, you know, you might – want to you might hope for it but do you know of anyone that's being strategic about it yeah not too many i've probably come across one or two if i thought hard enough yeah. about it but so, so i i don't but i got um so a lot of this talk is or is conversation is going to be about a an, an awesome book that came out it was either last year or the year before last year's a bit of a blur um called talk triggers by jay bear and daniel lemon so jay has written um quite a few books that i've read utility probably going back 10 years ago very practical marketing books um hug your haters which is all about um uh how, you know, what you should do to, you know, negative reviews online. And, but they're very practical stuff. So they've written a book about um, word of mouth and being strategic about word of mouth, which I wanted to share some of the ideas from yeah, because it's right. really interesting. So they call them talk triggers. So they've even created a talk trigger about 
their book on word of mouth because the 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 you know that that concept is you know something I can I can pass on to you, and so a, a couple of things. So they call it a, a talk trigger, a built-in differentiator that creates customer conversations. So you're trying to do something to get people to talk, but it's not like a, a gimmick. Like a, a gimmick might get people to talk, but maybe isn't that valuable, or it kind of it might you know work to begin with and then, you know, peter off or it's not that reliable. So a talk trigger is a little bit different to that. Um, and so, you know, there's a great quote from the book when they ask, you know, what's the difference between a talk trigger and a, a USP, unique selling proposition, right? So a USP is a feature. This is from the book. A USP is a feature articulated with a bullet point that is discussed in a conference room. A talk trigger is a benefit articulated with a story that is discussed at a cocktail party. Not bad. Not bad. So you can see that it's it's you know it, it's creating something that is um, that is memorable and and shareable and uh, and and so I'll tell you some of my favourite examples in the book. The book. Uh, so I've got some favourite examples here. They've got some criteria about four criteria about what you know what what goes into it, be a good talk trigger. They've got four types. So I'm going to talk about a few of those and then some kind of points at the end. They have a whole thing about how you can develop your own talk triggers in the book, which we won't have time to go into and really read the book if you're yeah. interested in it. But um, it's it's quite cool. But there's a couple of ideas, a few ideas I want to talk about. A lot of these brands, at least I'm not sure, I don't know what the stats are in terms of our audience um, these days, but a lot of the, all the brands here are kind of American or they're not really from here. Yeah. So some of them I've heard of, some of them I haven't, but I found that kind of interesting because the ones I, if you haven't heard of them, I kind of listen to the example and I can I can feel how it would work straight away. So yeah. there's a... Um, there's a brand called the Cheesecake Factory now in America. Now I'm pretty sure we may have that here. We or have a brand called the Cheesecake Factory, whether it's the same. Yeah, it's probably, so yeah. these guys have 250 items in their menu. Yeah, all made from scratch. Like so, and and so the menu is so big that it, it's 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 a talk trigger for them. And it was actually created that way, and they've got research that says that 60 percent of customers that have recommended um, Cheesecake Factory talk about. The, the menu to someone so yeah. you know they've got you know competition you know trying to increase the quality of their food and that sort of things and it kind of you kind of end up in this sea of sameness and maybe you can differentiate on food you know variety or sort of culinary type but these guys have got a 250 item menu that is you know it's, I looked at photos on, on online like it's huge and you know people talk about it Got to go to the Cheesecake Factory. So it's, it's a physical menu. So you go in there and you yeah. flick through it. Flick through menu. it and you can choose any of those 250 things on the yeah. on the menu. So it's a it's 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 a differentiator that people go, you know, and I'm in the book they've got examples of tweets and reviews and people going, I'm yeah. trying to make my way through the 250 or I've never, never kind of never haven't been able to do it yet. So it's a it's not a gimmick. It, yeah. it's it's something built into their to their business and it's it's a it's a yeah it's 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 created for word. There's a few things going on there too, isn't it? Like a, I mean, the book says it's experiential. Uh, I assume you're talking about talk triggers. You know, you can leave and go, wow, I went in, I, like I had an experience. Is that does that's, is that? That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then I guess they're also the biggest, right? So there's there's something. Anyway, I want to hear what. Yeah, you're no, that, that's like, no, no, uh, no. You're right. So another cool idea. There's a um, um, so experience is not not. Let me have a look at them. And, but yeah, most of them are about, yeah, all of them are about experience to a degree. But 
they don't have to be expensive. So this one, this is a, a burger sh- burger place called Skip's Kitchen um, in in the US. Not can't remember exactly where, but um, and they have this um, uh, this thing going on where every customer gets to draw from a deck of cards. And if you get the Joker, you get your meal for free. Okay. Okay. Um, that they, sounds like a gimmick to me. But it's it's not a gimmick because it's repeatable. They do it every time. Okay. So it's what you expect when yeah. you go to Skip's Kitchen. You get a chance to get your meal for free. Okay. So apparently um, uh, on average four customers win per day, which translates to about 2% of their orders. Yet um, with people that win, you know, selfies, sharing, you know, posting on Facebook, it, it becomes you, you go to Skip's to, you know, to, to try and get your meal for free. And people do it in groups and um, I think in the book it might have been, um, you know, if it, like the group can, you know, choose to pick a card so you can all get your meal for free. And it's the simplest thing. So it sounds like a gimmick but he, he tried it and then it kind of worked and he realised people were talking about it and now it's become their thing. They don't do any advertising. Yeah. They just – you can just pick a card out of a deck. And so that, it's, that's been, you know, they've become known for that. Yeah. And so what I find really cool about that is how simple that is. I mean, it costs them a deck of cards and, yeah. you know, it costs them a meal every so often, but, like, it's, it's uh, you know. It's, All right. Oh, well, yeah. have you got more of these? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Five Guys, burger chain in the US. I'm not sure if they're here yet, but um, from what I understand, I have heard of them before, and they're, they're growing massively over in the States, I, I believe. Um their, their talk trigger is, uh, so they have a small menu, it's like burgers, and they really only have one side, which is hand-cut fries, yeah. and their talk trigger is bonus fries. So a small, apparently, is could feed four, you know, four or five people, and a large is, you don't order a large. Um, <laughs> and so they, they go over the top on, on the yeah. fries. So literally, you know, you, you, you order your, your meal, it comes in a Bravo bag, and you know, half the bag is full of fries. They're really um, particular about their fries, and their, a lot of their brand stories to do where their fries are come. But they're, you know, adding this extra amount of fries has become this talk trigger for for Five Guys now. Okay. And you know, they've got exa- you know, seeing all these tweets of people talking about, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I can never find my burger in between all the fries. <laughs> it is the silliest idea, simplest idea, um, but. It, it, it really. Oh, really I can see that. I think the I think the local translation would be that the um, the fish and chip fish shop and where chip you get shop. the extra potato cakes, right? Now I always I always go back to those fish and chips. Yeah, shops. no, no, and most of them do though. So, and this is an interesting thing to kind of they talk about, you know, um, categories and talk triggers, and if your talk trigger eventually becomes like you know a commodity, yeah. which I think the extra chips. In a fish and chip shop in Australia, at least, has probably become probably been done. Probably been done, but for them, it's huge. Um, and then, so one last one. These are my kind of favourite ones, and I'll, yeah. I'll I'll talk through kind of their categories. Um, have you ever heard of Penn and Teller? Yes. So Penn and Teller are magicians, and um, they uh, they've I'm not sure if they still do. I assume they do. They they have a show in Vegas. I mean, it's, you know, any magician worth their salt wants to have a show in Vegas, um, and they have a really Cool talk trigger in a sense, in a sec, in a sense that it's so simple um, and so kind of obvious, and it doesn't even sound remarkable. But in the context of their um, their uh, profession, it is. So, um, at the um, if you want to meet David Copperfield, 
for example, one of their main competitors, you might, I don't know, maybe he's, I'll make it up, his, his show in Vegas costs $200 a ticket. If you want, you can get a signed photo of him. It costs you another 50 bucks. And if you want to meet him backstage, pay another 200 or something. And and maybe according to the reviews that, that I've seen, you know, you all line up and he walks past and shakes your hand. Touches you on the yeah, shoulder. That's right, that's right. And you keep going. And so that's the David Copperfield experience, right? Penn and Teller, at the end of every show, leave through the aisles, walk into the foyer and mingle and talk with and selfie yeah. with every single person until the last one's gone. Wow. And it's become, you know, you have a look at the reviews of their shows and they're also like, I can't believe I got to meet them. You know, they talk to everyone. And when they talk about it, they're like, it's, it's almost a favourite part of the show. Like we get to meet our... Yeah. Fans and 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 as a like a positioning between them and David Copperfield, like how easy it is for them. I mean, easy it probably takes them an hour and a half to get through yeah. the crowd, maybe. But um, just this, this it wasn't. It's not really a hard thing uh-huh. to do. You've built this talk trigger into your performance, but people go on the reviews. You know, go and see Penn and Teller. You'll get to meet them. Everyone mm-hmm. does. Like, why go to you know David Copperfield over there? And 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 so. They're, they're kind of my favorite four examples, but there's 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 heaps more in the book. So I'll talk through the 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 criteria. Does it make sense so far? It does, it does. I, it, it's it's funny because it's it's sent my my mind off in so many different directions. Yeah. Um and I, I'm not yeah, because it seems to touch on a lot of different things. Like yeah. like I I, I I sense, you know, you remember we went through that period on our podcast where like every episode was Bunnings? Yes, yep. yeah. So Bunnings well, has been introduced again, has it? No, I'm not going to bring it up again. But but um, but now it seems like I, every episode I'm talking about the 22 Immutable Lords of Branding and, and Al and, and Laura Rice. Yeah. Like there's, part of it seems to touch on their, you know, they were so big on brand leadership. It's like you have to be the leader. Yeah. Be, be So if you can't be the leader in your category, create a new category, yeah. you know, create a smaller category and be the leader in that category and those kind of things. And I'm pretty big. But it sounds like there's like elements of that as well. It sort of like will be like there's some, some sort of leadership there, you know, whether it's whether it's like we have the biggest range of cheesecakes, we're just the biggest, yeah. you know, that's something or uh, you know, we have the most fries yeah. or we're just the most friendly yeah. But then there's there's other things there too, right? So there's a, there's a real sort of customer service angle there, and and just you know, I mean, the, the big one with celebrities. That's why I love Twitter. Like I've always I've always loved Twitter because of the access because you got access, yeah. and and I've I've gone off people that that you know you've reached I've reached out to on Twitter because I expect to get sort of some kind of acknowledgement back, or so yeah. it means a lot to people. I think. Yeah, you know, and 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 so that that sort of makes sense. And there's, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other things going on here as well. To what you said first, though, there's actually got there's a, there's a, a quote I pulled out, which actually it's not quite about being leadership. Like when it comes to word of mouth, different is better than better. Yeah. So, um, so you're kind of right, but like if you're always trying to have better service or better this or better quality, right. like. It's as, you know, it's a little bit better. What does better mean? But they talk about being, you know, different. So to, to that point, I'll actually skip because it's a, a better segue to, um, so they've got, there's four types of talk triggers or yep. four ways you can do it. They call it talkable talkable empathy. You've got talkable usefulness, talkable generosity, and talkable speed. And sorry, 
talking about latitude, that's five. Yeah. Um, so what you're starting to say then is like, oh, you can see sort of different segments that they do them. So um, I'll come back to the list because I've got a couple of extra examples. So um, talkable empathy, um, there's a there's a doctor, a dentist, dental surgeon called um, Dr. Glenn Gorab, as an example, never heard of this guy, but he, he, he calls every one of his patients the weekend before they're scheduled to have the dental surgery to introduce himself yeah. and ask them if they have any questions. God, that's huge, isn't it? It is. It's huge. But it's not. No. Yeah. Okay. And, and so – Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk all empathy. So, you know, you're, you're, doing, you're doing something empathic for the, for, for the customer. Now, I, I guess that's played out in, I assume, you know, kind of a – in, a, in, in the American medical and dental, you know, industry, which is really, you know, it's, it's the total opposite of having, you know, e- empathy. I was like, wow, that is such an easy thing to do. Yeah. And so people are really surprised because they're kind of expecting just to rock up on the day and the, the doctor to say hello and yank your tooth out or, or yeah. do whatever, but literally calls all of them and, 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 and will leave a message otherwise. So really simple. So that's talkable empathy. Yeah. Talkable use, talkable usefulness. Um, so this is about really knowing what your customers really want and giving to them, and they'll talk about it in, in simple yeah. terms. But really knowing what they really, that's really, really, really want. So there's an example. And, and that's that's the tough one too. Like it's, you know, cu- customers don't know what they want half the time. It, no, that, that, that's right. And so that that really does take work and, and insight. And, and one of the you know the, the bits in the book about when you get to the section about generating these is. You know, it's about getting all those, you know, involving everyone, yeah. really, and 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 asking lots of questions and just yeah. bring it all in, and then seeing what happens. Trying not to, you know, come in with a preconceived idea. Whereas, you know, we were talking about this at work. What could all our talk trigger belly? It's kind of like it's not quite the way you want to do it. Yeah. Talkable usefulness. So there's an example here. I've never heard of this, but it's in New Zealand. They have a thing called a sky couch. Have you heard of this? No. So it's a row of economy seats, which um, end up with movable armrests, and, and they can be turned into a couch after takeoff. And I've actually looked and seen photos; they look amazing. You can book a sky couch if you book it by yourself. It's more expensive, but you can book a sky couch for a family or a, you know your kids or whatever. And then um, you know, and you can once you take off, it turns into a couch. And so that's incredible. How have I never heard about this? Considering that you know how how they're just across the ditch. The cool thing I thought about this was that, um, and so, you know, when you say what your customers really want, I thought, well, if you kind of thought about what people really, really want on a plane, it, it'd be a couch, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in economy, like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so what I find interesting from this, from what I've been able to do in the research, looking at after reading the book, they're not all sky couches. So there's, you know, it didn't seem like I'd be too lucky to get one, but they're not, you know, it's not the whole plane full of sky couches. But if you use it, you're going to talk about it. If you don't use it, you're going to see it. Yeah. And talk about it. Yeah. So take talkable usefulness. How can you be really useful mm. in a way that will get people to talk? Um, talkable generosity is another one. So the two examples underneath that are the five guys, extra fries, Skip's Kitchen, the ability to, you know, get your meal for free. So how can you be generous in a way that's talkable? I find that one really interesting because, you know, neither of those, maybe Five Guys a little bit, is is giving away something that devalues what they are offering. Mm -hmm. Five Guys, I guess with the fries, it's still, 
you probably expect to get more, but it doesn't kind of devalue the order in some ways. Whereas it's very hard to be generous without, you know, devaluing yeah. what you do, you know. So it's an interesting area to kind of look at. Yeah. Talkable speed. So how can you do something that is like really, you know, that has some sort of speed to it that is going to get people to talk about? So there's an example in here um, uh, from a company called Paragon Direct, which are, seem to be a car dealer in New York. Um, and so um, it's built into their service agreement that they will, rather than, it talks about, rather than having kind of four different locations on the outskirts of New York, you know, because having a dealership in the middle of Manhattan would be too expensive, you know, that are hard for people to get to. They will pick up your vehicle uh, and give you a loan car from any address within uh, Greater New York. So they'll yep. pick it up from you and I, I assume they'll, if they if bring in a loan car, they'll basically swap, get out and the guy will find his, you know, come home in your car. Um and so that's kind of interesting in itself. It's like, you know, they make it really, really easy. But the speed bit is they have like this web-based communication system where um, we've all had that call. We take our car to the service center and then you get a call in the afternoon. And they're like, oh, we've looked it over and that service that was going to cost you $300 is now going to maybe cost you 900 because we've seen that your brakes need doing and this and that. Well, what they do is if your brakes need doing, they upload a photo of your brakes yeah. compared to a photo of good brakes yeah. and then you get a notification to say, and so they do it all at once, but you can see all the things they're doing to your car and 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 make a decision as to whether you want them to approve that or not. Yeah, and then yeah. at the end they will drop the car off to your home or your work, wherever you're going to be at the end of the day. So there's a few things going on in that. That's obviously a lot to kind of get yeah. that customer service thing up and running, but I can sort of, you know, that system becomes something you know, people talk about and they buy cars from this, you know, company because yeah. of because of that. So talkable speed, you know, how can you do something that, you know, you know, is 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 quick. Um and then the last one is talkable attitude. This is probably the the worst example in the in the book, although I listened to the book and it kind of it sounded a lot better than when I kind of went back to dig in and talk about this example. But um, there's a brand called called Uberflip that I think are a, a software yeah, company. Yep. yep. And so they had a South by Southwest event, and um, apparently everyone RSVPs to these events just because they can, mm -hmm. and not often not many people show up. So they had like three thousand people RSVP to the event. They knew that not everyone would turn up. They wanted to give away an orange headband. They had 100 printed. 90 people turned up, so they had 10 left over at the end. Instead of sending a follow-up email because you get everyone's contact details yeah. and that's the point of the event, yeah. going, you know, thank you for coming or it's a shame you missed our event and here's the, here's the, um, you know, the benefits of our software and how they might be able to help you. They just sent an email that said you forgot your headband at the party. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, we've got 10 headbands left. Let us know if you want one. And apparently 150 people replied and said, yeah. we want a headband. They obviously had more printed, sent them out, and then started using this headband, and you know, in their marketing. And, and they've kind of, at the end, they've now, you know, they've now given away twenty thousand headbands or something. At the you know, when this book was printed, probably a couple of years ago. So it, it's it, it it's the worst example because I think it feels a bit gimmicky. Yeah. But um, but they 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 you know it, they they answered it with a with a little bit of attitude. So can you have attitude that you know people people talk about or an approach mm -hmm. to something? Um, and so the criteria 
that they say to so that makes sense i'm just giving lots of examples so, 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 so you're about to say criteria so they go through a sort of uh, is there a how-to and there's a how-to i'm not going to tell you the how-to okay. like it's um it'll take too long and i think yeah. that wouldn't be fair on the authors of the book to give away everything <laughs> yeah. i just wanted to share some fun examples today because yeah. i think it can, can get you thinking and you know um because i it, you know it, it'd be worthwhile having a just mm. a think just for anyone you know, once you've kind of got your, you know, marketing budget set up and 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 often going, well, put some time aside for for something like this because it's it's kind of untapped. Yeah. It's kind of untapped. It makes sense. There's, there's a couple of things. I mean, one, I mean, some of these things just feel like classic PR to me. Oh yeah. You know, like, and I, I mean, I'm no PR expert, so so I don't know. But you know, I think, <clears throat> yeah, certainly when I've spoken to people who are, and and you know, the little bits that I've come across in my reading. Um, you know, I've heard theories and saying, well, you, you should start with PR. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, you know, mentioning being the best and leadership and all those kind of things. Like if you can invent that category, you can be somehow amazing in, in doing something that's new, it's unique, whatever. You've launched your burger chain, you give out more more chips. The, you know, you start with PR and once the PR runs out, that's when you really ramp up your advertising. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're seeing like Tesla and uh, and these types doing that now, right? Like I'm pretty sure Elon Musk was like, you know, why would you ever spend money on on advertising? I think yeah. our mate Mark, Mark Ritson has has come out recently and, and sort of said, hey, you might want to start like advertising now. Like yeah, this is this is the time. And, and I think whether he's going to do it or not, like I think that seems to be exactly the right time, right? You've run the PR wave, yeah, and and then you start advertising. So I'm getting a little bit off off topic there. No, no, that's that, that's but, a fair point. I, I don't think all of them that they. They they kind of serve that. I kind of feel like PR is a more concerted effort True, to yeah. do something where it, maybe it's it's new it's something newsworthy. Maybe it's or it's yeah yeah. I, I don't think any of these were done. Excuse me, with that necessarily in in yeah. Mind, but they become well, they're talkable and you know that's what you know that's that's what you're trying. The to other do. side of so that whole category, the pen and teller kind of side of things, that that really interests me because like. I mean, it wouldn't be effective if you and I, you know, said oh, after the after the <coughs> podcast we're going to walk around the crowd and shake people's hands. I don't think <laughs> I don't think people are like wow, they're like Dean and Sam, like you know, how how amazing were they? They came and spent time with us, little people, you know. But but like it certainly works for Penn and Teller, right? They're, they're, because they've already got some some level of notoriety, and they are clearly positioning against David Cobb. Yeah. But, but I use I think of that one like kind of it started me thinking I haven't done an answer for it yet. Like in what could we do that's so obvious to us, but that a client might go, oh, that's amazing. Are they you know you know they how do you spend extra time with someone? Yeah. And well, I guess it works. It, it works as sort of hierarchy, doesn't it? Because the, the other the more down to earth time that I've noted that is is I've seen this on LinkedIn recently, and and it can't, you know I've I've experienced it talking to people in my team. Is is you know people when people talk about their boss, whatever it is, you know, like a great boss, like oh they they did this thing, and it's always something really little, almost like exactly like what you're talking about. Like I remember, um, you know, someone someone posted something on LinkedIn just saying, oh, I had this you know this great boss on my first day. We he, he I sat in his office and he knew all these things about me. He'd done all this research about me and we just talked about me. Yeah. You know, and and he asked me how my rugby team's going and we talked about life and we talked about all this and what a great guy. And this was you know, I got the feeling this was maybe like 20 years ago sort of thing, you know, and this this one conversation has has stuck with with them and I, I think well 
you know, why did that make, why was that so meaningful? I guess it's because it's unexpected. Yeah. You know, you, you've, but that person has positioned their boss as in on some other level, some other sphere where, you know, where that, that would just seem unexpected. And, and so you've, 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 um, you've given me a great segue to go into the, the four, um, criteria. Okay. Right. Um, criteria, four criteria for a, for a talk trigger. It has to be remarkable. Yep. Has to be relevant. Has to be reasonable. And it has to be repeatable. Yep. I'll give some more examples just to finish off of some fun ones that are, you know, that that that, that are in these categories. It actually has to be in all these categories. You can't. So the repeatable thing is, you know, when you're talking about oh, it's a gimmick. Gimmicks aren't that repeatable, or if yeah. they maybe if they are, it becomes it lose that loses its kind of um, you know, value. But the the be repeatable, the pen and teller thing is an obvious repeatable. They just they do it every time. So it's not it's a good thing, actually. It's another point that they raised in the book, which which stuck with me. It's not you only do this for some, you know, say for our best ten clients. No, no, that's not the yeah. You know, we're gonna because that's expected. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You you do this for everyone, no matter what, no matter big, no matter how small. So it, it's got to be done. It's it's part of your process. So the the Joker, um, you know, uh, the card for um, the what was that? What are they called? The Skip's Kitchen. Mm. Um, that's done for everyone. It's not for any order over ten dollars or uh, for groups of four only. It's they do it every single time. So this is cool. Be remarkable. So it has to be remarkable. So all of these examples I've given are kind of remarkable. Heaps of fries. Maybe not that remarkable, but it seems to. Well, kind of. You, you, it touches on something. It touches on something, right? Yeah. So this is cool. Umqua Bank. I think this is how you um, pronounce it. I'm not sure where they are. They're quite. They're like like they're quite a community. Minded bank, they call their location. They're back there. They don't have branches. They have stores. They're very. It's got a community hub. They've got info walls. There's a retail center selling local products. Like I can kind of get a feel for the place. But their talk trigger is a silver telephone in the middle of every single store. If you pick it up, you get a direct line to CEO. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Google it afterwards. All of you out there, Google it. Umka Bank. U M P Q U A. And it goes on to talk in the book with the CEO kind of saying, you know, people would pick it up thinking there's no way. And the C if the CEO doesn't answer, his um, assistant answers and, yeah. and, and takes a message. But the point is, you know, and their point was if, if you have a problem at the bank, you really need to talk, you should be able to get all the way to the top if you need to. Yeah. And so absolutely remarkable. And it's a silver telephone. It looks really Really cool. It's like an old school phone, and it sits there. And oh, tell me, you wouldn't be picking that. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently, apparently not necessarily. But I guess, I guess you know, you think about how something like that could be abused. But but I bet you there's there's all sorts of funny things. I mean, tell me if you wanted a job at that bank, you wouldn't pick up that phone. No, that's that's. Right. I'd be straight down there, like. And tell me that might. And that could actually be a really good thing. You might find some incredible candidate. Right? Yeah, I, I think with all of these, um, to a degree, there's a bit of. If you think, oh, this can be exploited, yeah. right? It's it's very quick to to knock that knock that down. I'll give you the next example. So it's got to be remarkable, okay? And, and and these are examples in each of these categories again, or criteria, but but they all fit these. So be relevant. It has to be relevant to what you do. It's like so you know, giving away a you know a zany present as, as well as being gimmicky. It's not relevant to what you do. It's got to have a, a link to what you do. So in US, there's a um, 
theme park called Holiday World, the Splash and Safari. And they decided, I'm not sure how long ago, but they were the first ones to do it, to um, supply free soft drink for the day. And so the, the CEO that did it, I believe, used to be the CFO, which is even more hilarious when you think about it, but came in and said, I've always wanted to do this free soft drink. And people were like, it's our highest profit item. It's sugar and water and we charge, you know, X amount. And so, but as they, you know, they talked it through as a group, they kind of got excited about it. So they, they, they first ones to do it and the industry was pissed, right? <laughs> what, what are you doing this? It, it, it sounds like they were. Race to the bottom stuff. Race to the bottom <laughs> stuff. But they were like, no, we're, we're, we're going to do it. So it became something families talked about. You look at all their reviews you know, free soft drink. It just became this this thing, this talk trigger that, you know, people really jumped on. But interestingly, there were other things that happened because of it, which they didn't expect. Complaints in the park went down, yeah. as did first aid reports, because um, people were often dehydrated when they were <laughs> complaining. <laughs> and the talks, there were examples, you know, it was how much easier it was for a day, even if you're on a budget. If your kid wants free soft drink, you can have as much as you want. It's, yeah. you know, forget about the health <laughs> problems with that. But they would kind of say it's just such a nice experience to not have to go, no more of that, or you can't have any more. Like it was one of the examples. Yeah. So, And then waste also went down because they were able to offer smaller cup sizes Yeah, because it wasn't like people trying to, you know, fit so much in a cup. And so apparently it was a problem in a lot of parks. You get to a ride, you bought this super mega golf thing and you can't take it on the ride. So you're like, you know, finishing half of it because you paid nothing for it anyway and you're turfing the rest. And all of a sudden there's all this weight of soft drink in the, in the waste. So it be kind of, it became this, this, this thing that, you know, had a, had a lot of momentum, which is, sounds like, you know, really, I mean, it sounds like a big deal, but it's, you know, it's, it's just something. It's, it's interesting, that thing. Ba- uh, Bezos, I, I just finished reading uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Um, I always yeah, lose yeah. names in funny situations like when you're on air on a podcast. Um, I was read, reading his um, shareholder letters. He just published a book of shareholder letters and other writings. It's like the assorted writings of. The people had sent him or. No, no. So every year he, he sends a letter out to his shareholders and it's quite interesting reading about sort of you know, going right back to the 90s or whatever and uh, and these kind of things. But he he talked about when they t- decided to launch Prime in the same kind of thing. They, they ran the numbers and it made absolutely no sense. Not Prime as in the streaming video service, yeah, right. as in the free delivery yeah. kind of uh, model and and yeah, they said like the numbers just completely didn't add up, but it felt right, so they did it. It's the way he's decided yeah. to rewrite history anyway. Um, and you know, but then he speaks in in uh, coming letters, going, "Wow, we all these other things that we didn't realize, and how much I don't want to say the word loyalty, but you know, you know, repeat purchases yeah. and 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 all those things." And and he, I can't remember whether he quantified it with a with a stat, but he puts some big numbers on that. And it's you know, and, and then when he tells the story, it's it was that that was just something they made on instinct, you know. And his lesson was. You know, you sometimes you've just got to do what feels right. And it feels like the same kind of thing. Like, it, hey, that just seems like a good idea yeah. for the customers. For the customers, and obviously, no. I mean, with Prime to begin with, because we were a bit slow to get it here, but it, a lot of it was to do with it's kind of like talk all speed, isn't it? You were kind of getting it that day or yeah. to your doorstep or yep. talks about and, and drones and things at one yeah. point. Like. 
and the free and it's the free delivery as well and yeah. and there's a whole segment of products that you can get fast and free i don't know if that's how they put it yeah. but you know and, and it's interesting i you know as a, as a prime customer i i now look for that little prime logos yeah. and and, you know, and in australia it's a big difference right you, you're talking like the next day compared to you know 15 to 30 days if it's yeah. coming from overseas yeah. so um yeah, but that's yeah, that's so that's a so another small one in be be relevant. Um, there's um a company called FreshBooks, which is an accounting software yeah. firm in the, in the US. So they stopped going to conferences, spending money in their sales team going to conferences, and decided instead to invite groups of customers out to dinner when they were visiting a city. Mm. So it started as a small idea, I think, by a, you know someone in the in the sales team, and it's grown into this kind of everyone wants to go to these dinners, and they've become quite large. But so I just thought, and, and it's this, you know, they've become this serious talk trigger. At the end of the day, you're just taking a bunch of clients out yeah. to dinner. But everything of how much money you spend on conferences, and especially when you get the kind of that level, they were able to just flip it on its head, you know, take, take you know, clients out to it for a nice dinner in, in their city. Apparently, it says in the book, I, I hope it's true, like there'll be, you know, um, some of their staff will be on holidays in Montreal and then decide, uh I'm going to do a, you know, going to do a dinner while I'm on holidays and catch up with clients. And it sounds a bit far fetched, but, but it's such a simple thing. It's like, okay, we're here. We're going to let you know. We're going to go for dinner. And so it's just kind of be, 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 be relevant thing. It do, you know, it's not so relevant in a sense of um, their product or what they do, but it's relevant in a sense of getting their customers to come and yeah. come and see them. And you know, it's interesting. I, I'm so split on this. I'm so, I, there's a, there's a there's a real this feels like there's a real human truth to a lot of this, and 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 it does you know it does seem to cross as definite customer service angle there. At the same time, I'd love to know whether in five years' time, how many of these examples that you've given are still doing it. Yeah, I've read books before where they've had these great examples and I've gone to try to find the examples later and they're not doing it anymore. <laughs> uh, I wonder, I mean, you know, this is a new book? Uh, last year, the year before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of them, I mean, Penn & Teller, been doing it for ages. Yeah. I think that's something they continue to do. Uh, I, I, I I, agree there. Uh, but, uh, Am I being too sceptical? Uh, no, maybe not. Oh, well, I think the other thing I'd say to that is um, – if you get a good five years out of it, yeah, you're probably right, probably yeah. done done all right. But uh, I think the point of it is it's it's a bit untapped, mm. um, and you know it's it's a bit of a different to what kind of Mark Ritson would talk about with people. You know, always think of marketing as just communications, yeah. right? And and it's it's not. It's one of the you know four four, four C's. And and this is so. If you're thinking, you know, we've got a marketing podcast here. We're talking about marketing. How else can you market in a way that yeah. – and so it, it kind of crosses PR. And, but I just love the idea of being strategic about your your mm-hmm. word of mouth. Like there's another example that's not in the book I, I – to maybe finish off. Um, so it's it's not in the book. They, they do – I heard them on a podcast and I think they've even been asking people to email them in and stuff like that and they may even come in the second book. But there's a, um, a, a vasectomy company – in the US called Mr. Stip. I even think they might be in Australia now. It sounds like a, a mass-produced, like... Um, it makes know, me think of, like, our, it was Dr. Nick Riviera of uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Dr. Snip, Dr. Snip, so great name. But for every patient, you get a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, you know, a, a engraved Mr. Snip 
Pocket Dr. Snip pocket knife. And the example they it, it, this came in from a, a you know was emailed into them, but the example that they used was you know they were the boys were sitting around watching the game one day and um, and then you know this guy had his pocket knife on the wall. And they're like, oh, that's a nice pocket knife. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got that from, you know, Dr. Sniff. And then the rest of the boys are sitting around going, oh, well, I've been meaning to do that for a while. And, you know, and, and so uh, it was uh, a, yeah. it was, it, it, it was a, you know, it was a talk trigger. It was an, it was an artifact that made people yeah. think, you know, to, to create brand awareness. And so it's very different to all of these yeah. actually, but it's a, that's their talk trigger. You get a pocket knife at the end of Dr. Snip. Um, yeah. Okay. Very good. So I've got one though. See, this is yeah. the thing. I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical about some of the specific stories, but I feel the truth is there. Yep. And my, I've, I've, I've got one. I want, I want to give it away for free okay. to anyone who happens to run a hotel yeah. and, and also listens to this podcast. Uh, and if there is such a person, like, yeah. let me know who you are, because <laughs> I'm sure there isn't. But um, like the hotel mini bars drive me nuts. Yeah. Why do, Why are you selling a Mars bar for $13? Surely the hotel that, that the, the first hotel, it's got to be the first one, although I did have a great experience in Fortitude Valley at the Overlow, but so, so, so props to them to go in some way. But surely the first hotel that has a mini bar with reasonably priced goods yeah, in it yeah. is going to make a fortune. Because yeah, you're not going to, you know, no, it's a good If point. you had a mini bar and you could just go to it and go, you know what, I'm going to buy a beer and it's going to be cheaper than, than or as cheap as, as it would be buying it from, you know, across the road or whatever, surely they make a lot of money off the mini bar. Is it remarkable? I think it's yeah. remarkable. Relevant, yes. Is it reasonable? Yes. Is it repeatable? It's yeah. repeatable. Sam. And if you were the hotel, tell me that that wouldn't be something you talk about. You go, you know what? I went to the first hotel that had the best mini bar. It was a full-on wall fridge and everything was at reasonable prices and we we just cleaned that thing out. That would be a story. It would be. I think they. You, they it might be something that could be copied fairly easily. Yeah, Although, yeah. Um, well, I want it to be copied, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't run a hotel. <laughs> a hotel example in, in the book they use, um, I think it's Doubletree by Hilton that do these cookies and everyone, uh, we don't have it here, so, but apparently they are known for these cookies that you get for free yeah. and it's become their 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 talk, talk, talk trigger and I didn't quite understand it because I haven't had the experience, but so it's not quite a reasonably priced yeah chocolate bar but yeah as opposed to somewhere i went to recently where if you picked up the oh. the bottle or something out of it then it triggered them to ask you a question about it Did, so the, the or they yes or they know if there's you know when you you've, yeah, you've moved the cut the cola and it goes straight on the invoice like, it's like that scene in um indiana jones when he tries to <laughs> replace the 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 what is it the Thing with the well, isn't that what you do? That like the, the first thing you do when you get to a hotel is you, you move everything out of the mini bar and then you put all your stuff in, right? Like, um, there's some, but I mean, that, that does make me think that there may be some sort of formula there, particularly for you know, businesses where you're in one of those industries where you're like, this is how we do it, this is how every company does yeah. it, this is the way, you know, that that it's just something, something as simple as going against the grain of, of what is considered industry standard. Yeah. You know, like a, I don't know, like flat fee lawyer or, a, you know, I don't know, there's, there's probably heaps of them that just doing something different seems, because I mean, there seems like there's a, there's a, 
a trend there that it's like these are not, I mean, you say they're, they're remarkable because no one else is doing it, but they're actually not that remarkable in the sense that they're, they're very small, small shifts. Yeah. So, look, grab the book, Talk Triggers. Um, I got mine, I listened to it, and then I ended up buying it on, on, on Apple Books as I do, but it's available on Kindle and all that because it's, I mean, talking about creating the Talk Triggers, they've got six steps. It's really about getting insights, talking to customers, yeah. trying to, but then, you know, coming up with a few candidates and testing them and seeing, you know, yeah. like it's not a case of, okay, we've got this one idea, let's run with it. Um, yeah. It's pretty obvious stuff, but um, I just find it really, you know, really interesting to to, to to think about that once you've got it all, you know, what what can you do? Because obviously it takes a lot, of, well, it would take a lot of work to get a good one, but, you know, you, you've just said in a lot of these, they're not, they're, they're remarkable, but, not that remarkable when yeah. you think, and that's the beauty of them. They shouldn't actually cost that much. Like a, yeah. ty- you know, a f- silver phone in the middle of a bank doesn't cost that much. It costs a little bit for the CEO's time potentially, but these are just, you know, they don't. If free soft drink costs a lot, I would say, yeah. but the the it, but they don't have to. So start with, you know, start small and and, and see what happens. So yeah, well, um, I've been. I want to do a session with my team about about this and see kind of what we what we can come up with. Yeah. Um, because I yeah I think it's uh, you know you've hooked me. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the book. I'm gonna. Uh, it's good. It's it's a it's 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 Jay's books. All of them are really quite practical. You know, to the point that some of it's kind of totally I mean, like you know, hug your haters. A lot of it was just about you know embracing people with negative reviews. Like. Yeah. Duh, you know, <laughs> nowadays. So maybe all of this will eventually, you know, become become ubiquitous like that as well. But I think at the moment it's a bit like, um, uh, what's that stupid buzzword? Um, um, disruption. Ah, the old disruption. But a little bit of this is, there's a yeah, bit of disruption right. in this, isn't it? It's, it's like, you know, di- disrupting what people think they're going to get and giving them something else that they yeah. need in a way. So introducing some positive dissonance to the That's that's right. That's right, Sam. <laughs> so that's 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 me for All today. Right. Hope Good. that was fun. Um there'll be some um yeah, some link um we'll have some notes in there about those, but grab the book. It's it's a it's not a very long read. It's and it's I think I'll definitely come back to it. Lots and lots, you know, for for um for some ideas. Sounds good. All right, great topic. Thank you, Dean. See you soon. See you next time. Bye.